Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 21st, and we gather around God's Word to remember our baptism. In Acts 2.38, Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people like to look at that verse and they say, you know, yes, they received forgiveness because they repented. It's actually both. Um, when we repent our, of our sins, God loves that, and, and uh, that's an act of faith, and that faith receives forgiveness. But baptism is also a gift that God gives that he works through in order to deliver forgiveness to us. And it's in that forgiveness that we make the sign of the cross, the sign of where our forgiveness was won for us, and we say that name that we were baptized into, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The prayers this week are adapted from uh, Bailey's A Diary of Private Prayer. And uh, please join me as we pray. O Holy Spirit of God, visit my soul and dwell within me all through this day. Inspire my thoughts. Infuse my imaginations. Suggest my decisions. Make your home in my will's most inward fortress and organize all that I do according to your will. Be with me in my silence and in my speech, in my haste and in my leisure, when I am alone and when I am with others, in the freshness of the morning and the weariness of the evening. And give me grace at all times to rejoice, knowing that you are with me. Accompany me today, dear Spirit of God, in everything I do, but especially when I am home with my family. Don't let me show less courtesy and kindness to those closest to me, and let your grace show through me to them in consideration, mercy, and a willingness to explain everything in the kindest way. Let charity begin at home. Do not leave me, O Holy Counselor, as I read books, articles, and various internet posts. Guide my mind to discern truth from fiction and to recognize what is profitable for godly living and what merely leads me to wallow in this world's muck. Always focus me on the things which are from above. Be near to me, O Comforter, and let me know your presence in all my days, but especially in my times of prayer as I read the scriptures, the divine service, and when I receive Holy Communion. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We confess our Christian faith using Luther's explanation to the first article of the Creed. I believe that God has made me in all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason, and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. The scripture that we are meditating on this week is Psalm 1. Psalm 1. 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. In verse 2, it speaks about delighting in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Yesterday I talked about how that word law is the word Torah. And if you're familiar with Jewish culture, that word Torah uh, means, well, it means law, but it, it's this whole ceremonial law that orders life. And uh, in, in this case, um, we also understand that God has a law, an, an order, a teaching about how do we live in a right relationship with him and a right relationship with our neighbor. What's often missing when we think about God's law is uh this idea that uh, uh, we're not able to keep it. We're not able to live up to that law. But something happens to us when we experience forgiveness and salvation, when we experience God's grace, particularly when we experience God's grace in Christ. We come to love the things that God loves, and our life becomes ordered the way that God intends for us to be ordered, uh, to, to have our life uh, organized, so to speak. And so we start thinking about his law, his teachings. We meditate on them. That word meditate, uh, it has some baggage because it gets used by different cultures and, uh, and in different ways. And really, I think the way that most people are familiar with this word meditate is through things like uh, uh, Eastern meditation, where the whole goal is to empty your mind. In Christian meditation, the goal is not to empty your mind. Uh, the goal is actually to fill your mind with thoughts about God and thoughts about his will and, and his ways. Uh, in fact, the, uh, I think the best image that I've ever heard of for Christian meditation is along the lines of daydreaming. When you daydream, you let your mind wander, and it's usually wandering about something. You know, it might be wandering about a task that you have later in the day. You might be wandering uh, about fishing or um, taking a hike or, or, or a vacation. But basically, your mind is just ruminating on that idea. And, and that's, that's a good image for, for meditation. Another good image, maybe from a more negative standpoint, is worry. When we worry, we just have something and it just keeps going around and around in our head and in our heart. Uh, the difference being that when we worry, it's usually something that is negative and harmful. In the case of meditation, we're meditating on God's word and his word is filling our hearts and our thoughts. And it doesn't have to be the whole thing. It could be just a part of it. You could be in awe of creation. You could be thinking about the cross. You could be thinking uh, about what does it mean to help one's hungry neighbor uh, or, or justice in the world? All of these things are, are part of God's law and, and they're worth meditating upon. 
And in the midst of all of that, somewhere in that relationship with God, our meditation will turn to the fact that we are redeemed and forgiven and to ponder what does it mean that God calls us to live in a relationship with him through faith in Jesus, to be reconciled to him through Jesus' blood. And for me, I believe that part of that will be wonder and awe and gratitude that fills our lives as we consider what God has done for us. Please pray with me today. uh, We're going to pray for the government and all who are in authority, and we're going to pray for wisdom, integrity, courage, and safety for for all of our leaders. And uh, and as we think about our leaders uh, these days, of course, we think about those healthcare professionals who are facing the the pandemic and trying to guide our governmental officials uh, into uh, some ways that might keep us safer, uh, at least in our health front. So we pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you established the order of this world, and part of that order is that there's usually some kind of government uh, in order to keep people safe. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless the people who work in government and that you would use them to be a blessing in the lives of your people, that they would help to keep people safe, that they would help to keep people uh, in a position where they can be free, where they can worship, where they could have all of these good benefits that you give to us. As Americans, we believe that there are certain unalienable rights and that they come from you. And we pray, Lord, that the government would respect that and that they would work as your servants of justice in this world. And Father, we pray for wisdom and for integrity, for courage and for safety for all of the people who work in order to protect us, all those who lead us in a variety of different aspects of our lives. We pray for the police, for firefighters. These days we pray particularly for healthcare professionals, for nurses, for respiratory therapists, for pharmacists, for doctors. We ask, Lord, that you would be with them as they treat people in the hospitals and and as they confront the issues around COVID-19, some of these healthcare professionals work specifically in the area of trying to stem pandemics and, and, and the spread of disease. We pray, Lord, that you would give them wisdom and that you would give our government uh, wisdom to listen and to, to discern what are the best, best paths in order to help the citizens of the country to be healthy and also to be able to to thrive in our economic lives as well. Those are hard things to uh, to navigate. And we ask, Lord, that you would give the people who have to do that work wisdom and integrity and courage, and that you would help them to make the right choices. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, and we pray as Jesus teaches us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely 
and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless your day, friends. And I hope that you can come back this, uh, this evening and, and join for an evening devotion. And I hope that you experience God's grace and his mercy as you think about him today.